Sony avanza, son siete, no son nueve. Tira, tira, se capicó lo que viene. Oye mi gente, this is the Urban Hibaro, and you're tuned in to Radio Capicú, the first Latino talk show on the internet, on Block Talk Radio. 500 años hemos sufrido la presión de nuestra raza, pero aquí, entre nosotros, vamos a parar ese desmadre, porque esta tierra es de nosotros, sangre por sangre, blood in, blood out. Mi gente, this is George Torres, you're listening to the Capicu Show, and... Uh, <laughs> Murphy's Law, I swear to God, Murphy's Law. I want to invite my very special guest tonight, Lisa Velasquez. Lisa is the founder and CEO of Wonder Woman LLC. She's a sex educator, therapist, love style coach, and motivational speaker. She normally works with women about all kinds of issues, dealing with self-esteem and empowerment and things of that nature, but tonight she has a little twist. Tonight she's joining us to talk to us about how men can attract Latina women, professional Latina women, and be very confident about doing so. So I want to welcome my guest tonight, Lisa Velasquez. ¿Cómo está? I'm great. How are you? ¿Cómo está? Yo estoy bien aquí. <laughs> Gotta have your little applause. Yeah. Oh, that's an applause. That's applause for you for for get, for getting us on the air. <laughs> you know, I I just been having some real issues over here. Um, unfortunately, last time that we would try to get on the air, uh, we had a similar issue, and I tested it and tested it, and everything was working, and what do you know? But uh, thanks to Blackbook Radio's great customer service, we have all the people online, and she's actually helping me behind the scenes. But we have So, normally you work with women. I'm going to go right into it. Normally you work with women. I, I've, I've seen a lot of things that have promoted a lot of things that you've done in the past. Um, very proud of you. I think um, everybody, you. everybody who I know who's been to one of your workshops or seminars, or even knows you uh, for the most part, um, all talk about how uh, empowering you are uh, with your words and, and how you empower them rather to, to be able to do better for themselves. Uh, confident caballero, talk to me about that and how that started. Well. One thing most people don't know about me, and thank you for saying those beautiful things, I'm very appreciative and humbled by that, is that I have uh, male clients. My private clients are men. Many of them are men. And it's because of the work that I do with women and what they've said to me is my approach when I discuss it that made them want to work with me privately. Um, and I found that to be pretty amazing, shocking actually. And it's really about the approach. I have a very balanced approach for dealing with and working with and all issues in love with men and women. I do see both perspectives. Um, as a woman, I, I believe in taking care of your own in the sense that you work on yourself first before you put yourself out there. So, you know, obviously I would be attracted to working with women primarily. But it's beautiful that it has, I guess, crossed over or transcended into working with men. And a lot of the men are just trying to connect with us. And I've been inspired to do this work, uh, the Confident Caballero Project, because of the men I grew up with, my own father, um, many of my male colleagues, I will say, are the ones that have helped me cross that bridge. It was that last bit of motivation that got me there to say, you know what, 
my colleagues are asking me questions about connecting uh, in love, and I found that that's obviously in a professional setting, and then I am a professional Latina woman, and hearing so many concerns uh, with not connecting with men in our culture, on a profession, um, the professional men in our culture on a romantic level. A lot of women are dating, you know, outside of their ethnicity, outside of Latino culture. And both sides, men and women, have expressed wanting to come together. And that, to me, is a beautiful thing to hear, um, that you want to connect with your culture on that love level. So it's a matter of bridging the gap, connecting us on a heart-centered level to really understand each other with these wonderful achievements in our professional lives. Wouldn't it be beautiful to connect and cultivate in our personal and love lives? Now, now we do have people that are lining up to call in, and we're going to get to them as soon as possible. But I, I would like to go over really quickly what do you think some of the biggest obstacles are right now for men trying to connect with women, and specifically oh. Latinos and Latinas in this particular context? I think a lot of it um, that I've expressed to both groups is the approach. Um, I say that the last time a lot of Latinos were together in the same setting with the same mindset for a lot of professionals was college. So people do what works, and I know men know if it ain't broke, don't fix it, so I'm going to use the approach that has helped me connect with women. And a lot of the approach is this casual college hangout hookup approach. Now, granted, women have been receptive to that in the past um, when they were in college, when they were just, you know, getting to know people, when they were just exploring their, their new profound freedom of having, not worrying about answering to mommy and papi and all that stuff because they were on their own. And even some for commuters, I went to school in the city, so I'm a commuter, so I know that too. You have a different sense of freedom and more casual lifestyle for most Latinos who were in college. And that doesn't work anymore for the women. You know, the women are like, I did that, I had my fun, but I'm looking for a real connection. Now, going back to the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, the men have not changed their approach. So I find um, the men are just going with, you know what, I want to connect with a woman. That's usually what I do. I don't make it too formal. Um, I don't try to be so inside the box about it. And yet some women may say yes because it's the constant way they've been approached but the women who are serious about their love standards are not saying yes to that. And a lot of men are coming up against that boundary, up against that standard, not understanding it's a value she has for herself that she's not going to change. So they're, you know, they're not really connecting with the women because of that. And they think, what am I doing wrong? But they don't understand she's taking it up a notch. She really wants to get to know you. She's not trying to be one of three, one of four. And um, I just feel that, that's a really big barrier in the approach. We want to be approached with class. We want to be approached with respect. We don't want to be approached where you're trying to figure out which, how many of us you can talk to. Um, and the other side of that um, is when Latino men are very engaged in their careers. They're very engaged in what they do. Um, there's this time of pursuing your education and your career, and there's not a time where you're making space for a personal life or developing your social etiquette on a higher level when you're meeting with a woman who's an intellectual, a woman that wants depth in a man. So there's so many different things. You can meet, a guy could be wonderful, but if he has that certain anxiety of talking to a woman because he hasn't put himself out there on the personal scene versus the professional, which he's used to doing, he doesn't know what to do. He's more inside of his head and not inside of his heart. 
So those are wow. the two things I see. Now, 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 I'm getting a lot of, I, I just want to let you know, I have, like, my fraternity listserv. I have brothers that are hitting me up on private, <laughs> on Facebook, and, and they're, they're, you know, they're saying a lot of different things. But one of the comments that I'm seeing here is, uh, what about the fast food culture we live in where you could text somebody three or four times and that's, quote, unquote, getting to know someone? I love, I am so glad you brought that up. <laughs> One of the things I talk about is social sabotaging. Um, and in parentheses, I have media, social media sabotaging. And I talk about the different types of courage that are not real. Like I talk, I teach authentic courage. And what is not authentic is liquid courage, cyber courage, mobile courage, and career cockiness. So the texting for me is a no-no. Texting, I always say, is Saved for logistics. That is what's okay. destroying personal communication. I find that when you just contact a person via text in general, you're not really getting to know them. Most people don't even say the person's name in the text message. That could be forwarded to like 15 people, You know, whether that's a man <laughs> or a woman. It, is, it goes both ways. And I've heard women complain about this. Well, like, what if I don't want to talk on the phone? I'm like, you know what, if you're interested in a man, you're going to see he's going to step up different if he's sincere and is really into you. He's going to have one way he is with someone he's eh, about, like, kind of casual, but if he's really into someone, he's going to step it up. And then there are the guys that don't know, and they communicate only via text, and I tell them that you're not creating a connection when you focus solely on mobile connections because, like I said, it could be forwarded to 15 people, um, and there's nothing really there. How much can you say in a text and then – you're also sabotaging your interpersonal skills. There are people that I know on Facebook, men and women, younger people, I want to say in their 20s, that they only know how to talk online. And we discussed this in the last show that I was on about um, in social media destroying your relationships. Yes. And how they can only have full-blown conversations on Facebook or their status updates. You would think that they are saving America and, you know, saving the world. And when you talk to them in person, they have, like, one-word sentences and they have nothing to say to you because they don't practice their social skills, their interpersonal skills, their communication skills. Absolutely. So that's the issue that people are skirting. And we're, the more we're connected with technology, we're becoming disconnected at the heart center. Well, I have a very um, a very special uh, person that's on the uh, on the line right now. And this person, I'm not going to name him because I don't know if he wants to be named, but he was actually at one of your – he was at the last class. Oh, okay. So um, call her from the 347. How are you? You're on the Happy Cool Show. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. So you're live on the air right now with um, Lisa Velasquez and myself, the servidor, uh, Urban Hivero, and we are talking about the Confident Caballero class uh, – that just happened in New York City last week. Um, I understand that you were at this uh, class. Yes, I went to her workshop, which she held in downtown Manhattan, and I have to say it was very enlightening. Okay. Thank you. So it was enlightening. So, um, you know, without revealing too much, because I don't want to get too personal with you, I don't want to be able to identify you. But um, in terms of what you walked in, why, why did you go, what, what prompted you to go to her class? Well, a few weeks ago, I saw on Facebook the a post about your radio show about Lisa Velasquez 
and how she's going to talk about uh, men attracting professional Latina women. So, unfortunately, that show didn't go through, but um, it did get me interested in the topic, and I talked to you, George, about uh, attending her workshop, and so I decided to uh, actually go because I'm not having too much uh, success with... um, my dating right now, and I thought this would be a good step to take. Okay. So now what do you think is holding, like, prior to the class, and we'll go into what happened after the class, but prior to the class, what are some of the things that you think were holding you back in terms of uh, your dating life and and your social? Well, one thing is that I work a lot, so I don't make time for myself to go out there and put myself out there. And something which Lisa mentioned earlier was that sometimes I get lost in my head rather than in my heart when I try to approach women. So so I find that those are the two main reasons. Okay. All right. So, so Lisa. Yes. I'm pretty sure you know who, who's, who's on the air right now. Um, why don't you give us a little idea of what the class entailed and what kind of exercises were done to kind of bring him from where he is now to the next level. Okay. Um, One activity, the second activity that we did was a meditation, um, a very practical meditation. Um, I call it a man meditation because I wanted to cater it to understanding how they process um, anything holistic. I wanted to make sure it was complementary to who they are. And we do an activity tapping into who you are authentically, your achievements, and how you feel about those things. Showing them there's a place where they found their own confidence. Nobody had to give that to them. Um, And I think that we lose that when we think about the outward, the external, when we think about how... she, What is she going to think of me? What are they going to think of me? No, what do you think of you? What do you know about you that's valid, that's valuable? And think about the times you've overcome adversity, achieved goals, persisted, persevered, and reminding them that they did that on their own because they tapped into something they really desired and they knew that they were worthy of and they went after it and got it. Because I think that people forget that. Um, If you want something, you pursue it with integrity and you can have it. And when you go in with an open heart, you're, you're going to get it. And it's to say that you're worthy. You know, maybe there's one woman you like and you may not end up with her, but you have to think, maybe that's not the right person for you. And that's the second activity. The first one, I made them focus on um, who they are and, you know, what they actually really want and need. Because I feel like a lot of the time people, especially men, are not clear on that. Um so we start with that. But the activity that resonated the most in me, you know, with the gentleman on the phone, um, was definitely the second one, the men meditation. Definitely focusing on that because I feel that many men, even men that will say to the confident caballero and will have kick back six drinks and then hit on a woman um, and go, I say hit on because that's the only thing I could think you're doing when you have six drinks. But it's like it has to be authentic coming from a place of you know you're worthy. So... I feel that that really resonated with him. I felt the most. Okay. So, so caller, um, 
What do you think some of your biggest takeaways were from the from the class? So one thing that really stuck in my mind is her point about doing certain chivalrous kinds of gestures. Okay. So, so, I thought, that, so I thought that was a pretty big thing for me. You know, I went to Catholic school, so I'm pretty... I'm a pretty courteous person. I hold the door for people. Um, I have my manners. But one thing I haven't done on a date especially is show, like, the basic chivalrous uh, gestures. So okay. one of her tips was really powerful, and I took it to heart. Okay. The All right, so chivalry. Thing, okay, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Second thing. The second thing is a little bit of a woman's insight into her life, what she's thinking about, what she's going through. And even though I'm aware that women have many things going on, the way she framed it actually really clicked something into me, especially how about especially how about um how they manage family compared to how men manage family. So I I found that uh very valuable insight. Okay. So now, you, you took the class uh, a little bit over a week ago, right? Now, yeah. ha- has it changed the way you've interacted with women over the last couple of days? Not directly, but indirectly. Um, I do feel a little bit more confident. Um, and I'm f- it gives me a lot more hope and and uh, confidence. <laughs> so confidence uh, is a big thing, huh? Right. So, so you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I just wanna I have a question. So when we talk about confidence and we talk about you know just kind of shaping what your social life was looking like before. What kind of women were you approaching? Were you approaching the wrong type of woman, or or were you using the wrong approach? So. I was more of the kind of person that would be in a social situation and it was more of an opportunistic thing. I see somebody I like, I talk to them, and I would interact with them through Facebook or or through uh, some sort of instant messaging. So I, would, I was more of a uh, careful you know, see how it goes kind of uh, approach. So in some cases, that worked okay. But once I got to a point where I wanted to take things further, then that's when I hit a brick wall. So was it kind of like the friend zone thing? Like you were you were nice enough to be a friend, but maybe not nice enough to, to take it to the next level? Sometimes it's a friend zone. Sometimes... Um, There'd be some intimacy, but I just didn't know how to keep that uh, energy going forward. Things just died down. Wow. So, Lisa. Yes. I definitely need you to chime in here. Hi, hi. The friend zone is a big one. Uh, a lot of guys that I talk to uh, seem to get into that a lot. You know, they're, they're nice guys. They're genuinely nice guys. They they. Tr- they they're doing what they think is the right thing, 
they're trying to get to know somebody. Maybe it's the wrong kind of person. You know, it, it could be a lot of different things. But they get stuck in the zone where they can't take it. They can't close the deal, so to speak, in terms of, of taking the relationship to another level. What, what do you attribute that to? It's definitely um, how they open up to the woman. Um, I think a lot of the time um, it's the way they open up. You're there to get to know each other, but it's very important to get to know who she is, to see what's going on there, because the quickest way into the friend zone um, is definitely being too much of a friend with her. That is, you know, it's a general statement, but it's pretty heavy. Um, This is not your boy. This is not your BFF. You know, you're going to be open to creating a friendship as in caring about one another, but you're not going to take it to the level where you feel the space of a girlfriend. You don't want to keep the conversation to the point where it's, I want to say, too casual, um, where it's like you're just calling them for things you'd call just anybody else for. It's very tricky, and that's why the next class I'm teaching is called Gain Freedom from the Friend Zone, because it's pretty detailed. Um, And I picked up on a lot of the energy from many of the gentlemen in the room that that's where they're ending up. Um, and some express that, you know, oh, you know, you're nice to them, but they're not nice back to you, and, you know, you can't be nice because they don't they don't kind of don't want to date you. But there's a different approach. That's why I say in the class that I'll be teaching how to, trans, you know, to transition from anxious friend to confident caballero. And a big part of that is the energy you put out there, and that's also teaching you how to deal with your your energy on the inside when you approach women. There's a certain energy, and I want to say it's more class than it is swag. There's a certain level of, you know, maturity or or depth of a man that we're looking for, a certain kind of aura. And I mentioned in the last class, we want to know that you can represent us well. We want to know that we don't have to protect you because of something that you do ends up us, ends up making us kick into our maternal instincts, then that's something's wrong there. Our instincts shouldn't be changing from, you know, a uh, sexy lover or your woman to maternal. If that energy is transitioning when she feels like she has to be helping you, there's something that you've done or said or transpired that she feels that way, and that's usually what transitions in. How we feel you can represent us and how we feel or if we feel you can have our back. And that's really big to a woman because, he brought up how Latinas see family, and I made, I really went deep into how we see family. When we pick a partner, we're looking for someone as a life partner. Um, we're not looking to marry a son. We're not looking to someone to to be in a spot where we got to take care of you. We need you to be self-sufficient and, believe it or not, be the man in that scenario because a lot of single Latina professionals, Many of them in their family, some of them are the providers, and I say that because many of us are caring for our parents or helping with the bills, and some may have children. There's so many things that she's taking on. Her life partner, her man, needs to be a place where she can relax, a place where she can be her and just go into her feminine power, not where she has to be a king in this scenario and look after you like you're another young family member. So that's something to really think about. Wow. So, caller, before I let you go, um, I'm sure you have to to head out, but uh, what do you think is the next milestone for you? What, what would you, you know, in the next couple of weeks, the next 30 days, so to speak, what, what would be the next milestone that you would want to hit? 
that would consider that you would consider being a success uh, a successful step in the right direction. The next milestone is just um, is getting out there and finding uh, a Latino professional that I would like to get to know better. I just go on a few dates, even if uh, nothing transpires, it's still a good experience. Okay. Okay. Well, I really thank you for calling in and sharing your experience. Um, you know, it's really important that people actually hear from somebody who's been through it. Um, I have a bunch of other callers that want to get on as well, and I'm sure they have a lot of questions for Lisa. But I, I really want to thank you for for joining us today, and uh, we wish you good luck in your uh, in your journey. Thank you so much for calling in, giving us your feedback. Well, it's been a pleasure. Hope thank to hear you. from you soon. <laughs> you will. All right. <laughs> Take care. So yeah, Lisa. So, so Lisa, his his um his next milestone would be to be to get out there. So that's right. I guess in your experience, you know, having a New York City experience that you have, because you're like this this cool love style coach. Um, what are some of the best places that guys can go to meet the women that you're talking about, the kind of women that you're that, that you work with? I highly recommend Latino meetup groups. One specifically, New York City Latino professionals. There's also United Latino Professionals. Um, these are two groups where I've actually met some wonderful Latino professional men and women who have definitely addressed the same concerns. Literally will come up to me and say, why am I single? What's going on? Where are the Latino men? And then the gentleman will say, I can't find the right woman. or, you know, But they're all in a place where they want the same thing. So what I find wonderful about that is that they're joining like-minded activities. That's what I say. Everyone join, you know, like-minded groups of people, uh, doing like-minded activities, things where you're doing things you love. You go where you do things. If you go where you love or think, do things that you love, you're going to attract love. I really am a firm believer in that. I've seen many people come together that way uh, in the last year. Well, not even a full year, actually. It's actually maybe six months. So when you're definitely, you know, you have the right, standards for yourself and you know what you want and you know what it is that you need, you're definitely going to attract that. But you need to be honest with what you're going through, where you are in love, because if you're not, you're just going to attract more scattered, confused people if you're not centered yourself. Now, in terms of the confidence, uh, with, with some of the people, you know, and I, and I know a lot of guys like this, a lot of times they, they, they lose confidence because they've had a really bad relationship. Uh, you know, somebody's, you know, Early on in their teenage years, they had a, you know, I know I had a situation. I'll share my situation just for for, for the sake of the conversation. I had a situation when I was about 16 years old where I was dating a young lady whose previous boyfriend was abusive. And every time I went over to see her, she would start arguing with me. And in the text, in the context of having the argument, I would, you know, I'm the kind of guy that just walks away. I'm just like, okay, well, you're not feeling well right now. Let me let me get out of here. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, I don't, I don't want to fight with you. You know, it's not it's not that important. So I would walk away from the from the discussion, try to fuse the situation. So one Valentine's Day, this is my first like you know, my first real job, and I got my first real paycheck and whatever. Valentine's Day comes around, and I go and I do the whole cliche flowers, teddy bear, and chocolates. And I walk over to her house. She lives in Brownsville on the projects. I go to her house, knock on her door, and I come to the door. Her sister answers the door. She's like, oh, my God, she's going to go nuts. So she calls her. Uh, and she sees me. She grabs the flowers from me, throws them at me, and tells me I'm not mad enough. 
So now, from a from a guy's perspective, you know, one of my early relationships and whatever that could have destroyed me for life. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it, it could have completely destroyed you. I mean, she basically disrespected all your gestures of love, and you know, she she's dealing with not being able to fight back the person that abused her prior. So she's taking out that residual anger out on you, which she did at the time, and. She really didn't heal. This woman didn't heal. She transitions into another relationship, which is very common with women in abusive relationships. They just go from relationship to relationship because they just they don't want to be alone, and they'll they'll take a lot of crap or they'll give a lot of crap because they will not do the healing work on themselves. And that's what I said earlier. Um, going back to that, people need to do the work to heal themselves from past relationships. I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I got burned, so I don't." want to do that again however you need to figure out what you know what role you played in the situation take responsibility because you're part of the twosome whether you're the person that cheated or you're, or you're the person that was cheated on whatever the case was were you doing the abuse or were you abused either way if you get burned you need to figure out what role you played in it what did you accept and what did you delay saying no to because eventually you did leave or they left, so it did end. But you got to take responsibility and heal yourself instead of projecting it onto someone that's trying to show you love. It's because you're telling the universe in the end, oh, I don't really want love, I want crap, if I continue to take it. So I'm happy to hear that you're not with this person and, you know, you're in a good relationship and you didn't let that really affect you. So I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, definitely. And and one of our one of our <laughs> private chatters um is asking me um for you to address the difference between chivalry and machismo. Because they're not the same, but they're sometimes confused uh to be, you know. They're well, sometimes intertwined. I he said chivalry and machismo? She said <laughs> chivalry okay, and machismo. Okay, she said sorry. And um, the reason why she brings it up, just so you know, the person that's bringing it up, is the reason why she doesn't date Latinos. She actually, um, she is, she's actually doing, she's actually dating African Americans because she feels that, that that Latino men can't, she can't connect with Latino men because of that. Okay, well, to me, when I think of machismo, I think of sexism. Um, but chivalry is about romance, and chivalry is about manners and etiquette. Um, so the difference is, I think, self-explanatory that one is not the other. Um, chivalry is not about sexism. It's about, you know, creating desire, creating romance, creating intimacy, and just overall, you know, social love etiquette. Um, I just, I guess I'm looking, thinking about more addressing what she's saying about why she doesn't date Latino men. And I will say this, um, both sides, Latina women and Latino men, it is a mindset um, yes, there are Latino men that you know are that are straight up machista, and there are men that are not that are very chivalrous. Um, there are Latino men that are machismo that start out chivalrous and change, um, and they go into being machista. However, I think that what you—not even I think—I believe and I know that when you believe that that's how all those men are, that is all you'll ever get. And, of course, if you grow up around certain types of men, that's going to be a reality in your life for a certain amount of time. Um, I have relatives that are chivalrous. I have relatives that are straight-up machista. 
Um, I know I'm obviously not going to be with those people, but they're that way because of their mindset and their belief system. I think if you, you know, change your belief system about certain types of men, especially Latino men, you'll start to attract better quality Latino men. And you have to also ask yourself, what environment are you in that this is all you're attracting? Um, I will say from my own personal experience that once upon a time I only attracted one type of guy, guys who did not respect my career goals. And that was because of what I was surrounding myself with. These were men that lacked ambition, and when they did go for something, they felt I was highly, you know, I would surpass what they were doing, and that bothered them. And that wasn't on purpose. I just had really big goals. So I had to ask myself, what am I doing? Why am I around these men? This is my fault, too. So I changed where I spent my time. I changed the people I surrounded myself with. I wanted more open-minded people in career. So it's really about her experiences are valid. They are true. They are what she's experienced. However, that's not going to change if you don't change your mindset and the type of men you surround yourself with. And I find that to be with the men in the workshop, there were a few men that had resistance to the type of woman I described because they didn't believe she existed. They just wanted to keep bringing up their experiences, and that's valid. But we're not talking about that woman that you used to date. We're talking about this woman that you want to meet. So it's about living in the present and moving forward versus constantly reliving the same old story about who you used to date. Who you used to date is not who you're going to love in the future. So think about where you want to go forward with that. So that's what I want to say about that. Okay. That sounds good. So we're getting a lot of... uh... Wow, it's shocking to me. The, the chat room is actually um, the chat room is pretty active, and everybody uh, is in there just kind of having their own comments. So I'm seeing a lot of things. Uh, let's go here. Let's, let's look at the comments. So somebody was talking about. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Here. Wow, there's so much happening in here. I don't even know where to start. There's so much going on. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Pick one out of the hat. <laughs> You know what? Let me let me take a caller real quick. Um, I got a caller from the six four six, and judging by the sounds of cookies, that must be Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, I didn't think you were gonna take my call. I was just listening in, and since I don't have the computer here, it's locked in my uncle's home. I connected on his Wi-Fi, but I'd call in and just kind of listen to the show. Okay, so Keep you don't have anything off. to say. Do you, you have know, any comments right now, for the show? Excuse me? Do you have any comments for the show? Honestly, no. I just want to listen, just keep my mind off of what's going on over here, just listening in. I'm sorry. But hi. Hi. I miss everyone. Great show, right. though. Great show. Thanks, Lisa. We'll Thank talk you, to you later. Lisa. Many blessings to you, honey. Thank you, love. And and for the you know Lisa is actually part of the Capico family. She um, just buried her grandmother, unfortunately. So we send our condolences to the whole family. You know she's out there in Puerto Rico right now, hanging out with family. She's actually in the mountains. I can't believe she got Wi-Fi up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We definitely we love Lisa. <laughs> so if you guys want to call in, it's six four six seven one six seven seven four five. The the boards were completely lit up earlier, and now everybody's kind of getting shy. But I'm getting a lot of messages on the back. <laughs> so just um, go with the messages. They're never going to... You know, no, I, I have a caller from the 908. Caller from the 908. You're on the Capicu Show. Hey, how you doing? 
Hey, what's up, Vanessa? Not so Hi. much. I'm really you enjoying listening to the show. Don't you love it when I know my guest by voice? Absolutely. She's like better by old, now. She, yeah, I mean, she's only been listening for five years. She's like the first listener we ever had. She's like the official <laughs> well, the show. So I still, I still got her after five years. You like that? Yep. Yeah. That's great. That's dedication. Doing so, a great so job. Vanessa, That's why. Vanessa, what do you have to say about all this? Okay. My first thing is a comment, and the second is a request. So the first thing is I really relate to the comments about how texting affects that personal connection. And when just it just recently, it affects me more than I thought. I used to see those conversations about, oh, people just text now and computers have ruined eye contact. That's not me. That's not my problem. Hello? Hello? I don't know if we lost her. Oh, I, I, I lost her, yeah. I definitely oh. lost her. I have another caller from the 917. Caller from the 917. You're on the Capitol Show. Hey, it's Johnny. Hi. Who's this? Johnny. 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 What's up, Johnny? Hey. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> Hola. ¿Cómo están? So, so, so we're here with Lisa Velasquez, and we're talking about the Confident Caballero series. And yeah. uh, what do you have to say about this? Um, I think one of the most important, I think it's a here, like the first 20 minutes, so I'm not sure if this was brought up. Um, and I haven't been able to get on chat. For some reason, I tried logging in and it wouldn't let me, so that needs to be worked on here. Um, pero one of the things that I thought was really important that, that we make note of is that if you're aiming for somebody that's really different from who you are, if you're aiming for somebody at a – if you're aiming out of your stratosphere, there's no way you're going to be confident because you're never going to be able to keep up. It'll be an act where you're trying to make this person – think you're something that you're really not. I, I think it's important to, to aim for what is attainable and for what's realistic, you know. Um, if you have, you know, some guy that's just starting out, you know, in college and he's doing his thing and that's all well and good and, and he's into comics, it doesn't make sense to get with some to, to aim for some, like, hottie hot pants at the club that goes out with ballers and, and whatever, you know. So I think that's an important thing to pay attention to. You'll be more confident in your own environment instead of trying to aim for, like, just unrealistic and, and, and things that are status-related or or just, stay, like, you have to be with people who who are kind of on your same level and in your same place in life for the most part, or there's really no way to go about it comfortably. So, so, Lisa, in, in in dealing with some of the women that you deal with in your in your practice, are you seeing that? Are you seeing a lot of the professional Latinas having to like lower their expectations in order to have some type of relationship if they if they if they want or need one? Yes, I do see a lot of that. Um, I definitely do. That's why a lot, one of the activities that I have both women, men and women do are just thinking about what their five non-negotiables are, yeah. and ten ways they want to be treated or what their 10 needs are. And it's really about being honest about what you're not willing to compromise and what it is that you actually need. And no matter what level you're at, if you're true to those things wholeheartedly, you're going to attract them into your life um, versus just compromising because you really want to be with someone. And overall, what I've noticed is that people are just not clear on what they want. 
It was I've asked many people on the spot just to tap into what's going on. They go, you know something? I don't even know what I want. I know I want a relationship, something long-term. I want to get married and have children. Um, but I just really don't know what I want in a partner. I can't believe I don't know because they know what no. the big goal is, but they don't know what the journey is about. They don't know what the inner journey is. And I think at any age it's a very helpful thing to do to help you process who you really are. I think you can learn something about yourself every day on the path to, you know, connecting with that right person on the right level, like Johnny said, because I think the level is just like where, what stage are you at in your life? You know, what are you willing to um, do with your career? And what are you ready to give on a, on, in a love relationship right now? Some people are not ready for commitment. Some of them are just ready to get to know people in dating. And some are not ready to date at all, but they're dying to just be with someone. But that just comes from not doing the inner work and taking care of yourself. But, yeah, that's what I see a lot of. But now my question is this. I know that when I was in the dating, when I was uh, young and I was in the dating age, I could not find a woman that wanted to date. The women that I met, we discussed this before in previous shows, the women that I found and the women I encountered that were Latina, they all, like, they want to know if you had a girlfriend. They want to know, like, they automatically assume that you were a player. And they just, like, they wanted you to be completely unattached and, and ready to go. And that's what I encountered, you know, during my early years. I didn't meet women, even professional women, even when I moved on to, like, work in Wall Street. I never met women that were really open to dating and being okay with getting a call once a week or every other week or whatever. It was just, like, all or nothing. And that yeah. that, that personally intimidated me, and that made me go the other way and start dating women of other races. No, completely. What I was going to say, just to clarify, you mean that you met women that wanted to be um – Exclusive with you, they wanted to be your girlfriend right away. Yeah, exactly, right okay, away. So that is a cult, that is so cultural. You know, yes, women are you know taught to just always be in a relationship, but Latina women, we are taught from the gate that your relationship a lot of the time is like your career. Like, oh no, 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 that's cute that you want a degree. You need to get married. You you need to like <laughs> your wife. You need to where are your kids. You're thirty something. Like you know. So out the gate at 18, 19, forget it, like 14, um, I've had students, some from previous programs where I've uh, run a teen pregnancy prevention program. These girls were like, it's finally happening. I meet My boyfriend is meeting my family, and we're meeting his parents. I'm like, what? So a lot of the time, even at that age, we are taught to be in that traditional relationship role as women. But, that, but is that changing? Is that really that changing? Is cha that is changing with professional women. That's changing with educated women. And I say a lot of women who have goals beyond um, being in relationships, who want to contribute something to this world versus just their domestic abilities. Some women are not even into having domestic abilities. Um, and some women that have it know that they want to be valued for more than just that. So it is changing, but there are a lot of women that are very serious about their relationship goals but they find men that are not willing to date them properly. It's the etiquette. They're not trying to jump into a relationship right away, but they are really open to making a serious connection to say, who is this man? Is he interested in getting to know who I am to see if we can even be compatible to be a couple someday or we'll just get to know each other 
go our separate ways. Maybe he's a nice guy, and maybe I could refer him to somebody else. A lot of people are very open to ending things in a nice way and and moving on from there. But I think they feel that the men are not taking the time to actually get to know who they are. Um, and okay. that's not, obviously not letting them get to know the guy either. Okay, so I'm getting scolded by some of the guys. Okay. So the guys, the guy, the guy, <laughs> I have a group of three or four of my friends that are all in one chat room, in one private chat box, and they're telling me, okay, so we learned a lot about what women want and professions, they like blah, 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 blah. They want to know exactly, can you give us five things that we can do today that can start making the change? And I know you can't give away the secret sauce tips. No you know, secret class. sauce. But some tips that, that will kind of like at least prep them, primer them for your class? How about that? Okay, the first thing, you come to my class, you got to let go of your old beliefs. Your ex-girlfriend is not going to be your wife. Your your jump-off is not going to be your wife. The girl you text every now and then is not going to be your wife. The other tip I will add is if you're seeing someone in the way you decide you're dating her, like text whatever, how you met her, you actually like her, ask her out on a date via phone. I dare you to call her, Okay. That will definitely change something. I've done this experiment with a, a client of mine, and it worked. So I'm saying today or tomorrow, don't call her now, it's late. <laughs> call her tomorrow and ask her out on a real date. Yeah, if you call her now, it's a booty call. No, don't, no, it's just, you know, it's not, I make the joke, booty call hours are 12 to 5 a.m., that's my joke. But okay. um, don't call her now, she's getting ready to get some rest and go to work, you're going to mess up her routine. So um, you don't have permission to call her at this time. So I would say call her tomorrow during the day. Even if you have to leave a voicemail, I know it's scary, leave her a voicemail, okay? Um, take the step, ask her out on a real date. That's one thing that you can do, okay? Um, and try to communicate with people in your life, not via text. That's number two. And I'm talking about friends, family. Try to actually pick up the phone and call them. And I say that because I want you to feel the difference. I want you to feel that I'm going to give them two things, not five, just two, because <laughs> um, okay. those are pretty heavy, and I, especially when someone is a chronic texter. So I would say do that. Um, definitely do that. Really connect those simple things, and I, I, well, I think you'll see something. I think not even. I believe you will see something different. You'll feel something different. Just think about how you feel after you do those things by the end of the week, because that's a okay. transition. So uh, somebody else is asking me a question, and I, I think I can answer the question, actually. Um, what, uh, on a date, what conversations to have? And, again, you guys got from all different types of uh, levels uh, that, are, that are texting. Um, but I, I would say, because I know this person, how about you put your BlackBerry down? Put your BlackBerry down. No cell phones at the dinner table. Wait, did it, say that again? No, I'm not telling him. I'm giving him advice directly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm waiting for him the question. <laughs> and actually, it's not BlackBerry. I'm sorry, it's an iPhone. He has to put his iPhone down in order to connect with the dates. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's a whole thing I teach in the class. I taught that in the last session, and I will. that will always be a refresher because I think that's something about practice makes, you know, I would say competence creates confidence. So think okay. about it that way. You just have to be consistent with the things that you do. 
You know, you need to create a new habit. You have to be consistent about it for the 21 days. I hear now because of social media and all the new technology that it takes 61 days to create a new habit. That's crazy. It takes two months. What used to take 21 days. So, wow. and that that's definitely something to think about. So that's why I said, let me give them two baby steps <laughs> to transition. What on the? I would say they're they're electronic binky because that's what I think it is for a lot of people. An electronic binky. So um, I have I have one here from Hyman Maestro. Don't be cheap, but be stupid generous either. Yes, you need to meet in the middle. I always say it's not. The guys brought that up immediately, immediately at the class um, when we started to go down about paying for dates. I said to them, gentlemen, it's not about five star dinners. It's not about that. You know, you pick what's in your budget. Obviously, we don't want you to take her to Mickey D's. No offense, Mickey D's, but that's obviously what you know. It's not proper etiquette for. People to be doing that on serious dates. If you're not in high school, stay away from Mickey D's. But all right, um, all right. I will just say that there are other places you can go that are not going to break your pockets, but are going to also show that you know you value her. You, you know you thought about where you wanted to take her. Um, there's so many different things you can do, and just think about that. Like this is nice. It's you know it's affordable. It's classy. She'd be interested in it. Think about those types of different things. And on the class, I explained that stuff to the men in detail. Um, a lot of men wanted to know more about dates. You know, we went into basically the whole profile of it all. There was so much information. I couldn't believe. It felt like chapters and chapters of classes that I could teach because wow. there's just so much stuff. And it's very important. And I feel like the best part was that they were very open to it and motivated to share their stories. And from they learned from each other, not just from me. They learned from each other, and I saw that there wasn't this, like, competition amongst them. They That's weren't awesome. attacking each other. I remember at one point uh, a gentleman had asked me, what are clues, what are clues that she likes me, what are clues? And, you know, he's asking for these clues before he even said two words to her. <laughs> so we were going around that over and over, and we were talking about not complicating it. We were talking about, um, you know, you're never going to know till you approach. There's different things because, to me, you can't like someone until you know them. You can be physically attracted, but you can't truly like them until you know them. So the, That's true. The, the gentleman in the class, you know, I said, you know what? You take this one. I said to him because he was very excited about answering the question, and he gave a great <laughs> he gave a great answer. I gave him a high five because I was like, I don't even need to say anything. Exactly what he said. Because exactly. that's how much he cared about helping his hermano, you know, like he really cared. And wow. that was really the camaraderie in the class. I was very impressed. Building and community within communities, right? Exactly, a brotherhood. And, you know, one of the gentlemen said that, that I started a movement. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing for one of the men to come up and say that. And they all want to have each other's emails and whatnot. I told them to be each other's wingmen. That's something nice. important. If you meet the same, I said, you never know. This person may, you know, meet his dream Latina and connect with her and have a relationship. Stay connected. She may have a friend that's single Absolutely. that is the woman for you. You want to be with like-minded men. You cannot be hanging out with that tigre on the corner, you know, the player, if you want to meet the right woman. He's attracting women that are going to allow him to treat them a certain way. They're not going to have respect for themselves. You don't want to be next to a man like that. You don't want to turn into him, and you don't want to attract women that don't have self-love. That's the other Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. We so, got another caller from the 808. Actually, I want to bring him in real quick, or bring him or her. Caller from the 808, you're on the Kakaku Show. 
Hey, thanks, Ibarito. Uh, I'm just calling, coming all the way out from Florida, actually, not from Hawaii. But uh, okay. just want to say you great can show you so far. Turn, can you just turn on your um your your, your computer? Okay, yeah, a little exactly. feedback. Okay, you good? How's that? That's good. So you calling from Florida? Call, calling from Florida right now, uh, where I'm at uh, for the time being. But uh, hearing parts of what the show is, um, I did have a question. Um, for uh, Lisa, is it? Yes. Yes, Lisa Velasquez. Hi, love how are you doing? Uh, coming Hi. from the <laughs> love doctor. <laughs> um, well, coming from a professional background, uh, can you talk about what, uh, I guess, what qualities that a professional woman looks for in a professional man? You know, uh, my background is more, you know, that men in uniform syndrome that I see where I just take a step back and just see how, you know, that dynamic, you know, works for some women, works doesn't work for others, but you're trying to listen in on uh, what makes them tick. What makes them tick? You know, when I explain um, what the women want and need in a romantic partner, especially um, seeking a professional man, um, the side of them wanting the professional man is that they want someone that values their achievements. Um, not just sees them for achievements, but will value that and also will pass that on to their future children if those two people want that. They want to pass on a legacy. Um, but they are looking for a true partner, a partner, you know, a lover, a partner, and a friend, not a platonic friend, someone that will care for them, you know, through ups and downs. And that's what, to me, what deep friendship is about. Partnership, someone that's going to have their back and, you know, really just be there, be that stability there with them and for them. They create their own stability in their life. They want someone to be complementary to that. And as far as the lover, these women want to feel romance. They want a vibrant, intimate life. You know, they want a healthy sex life. These women are not Yabalita's generation of women. These women are empowered. They understand their sexuality. And the ones that are not fully there yet are looking to get there with an open partner that respects them values them, appreciates them. I mean, the list is long. I, The gentlemen, we were on that topic of what they need for like like 45 minutes. And within yeah. that, there were so many wonderful questions just like yours. But I think it's definitely, as a man, a professional man, being comfortable in your own skin, being self-sufficient, and overall stability, that, that rock, that person that's truly there for them. And I always say that, you're going to attract the right Latina professional woman when you know what it is you are as a Latina professional man and what it is you want in a partner. You have to be what it is you want, and that doesn't mean be the woman. That means I'm going to be a man that, you know, appreciates myself and respects myself and wants to adore and appreciate and love and be there for this woman. And you're going to attract the kind of woman that says, you know what, I want my man to love and appreciate and adore me, and I want to show him appreciation when he does those things for me. So it's complimentary. You know, like will attract like. Oh, I agree. Uh, I was about to say one thing I also noticed, you know, pretty much with, uh, I'll probably even say with this generation of Latino men, um, that one thing that probably works, probably doesn't work, as it did in generations ago, is that big machismo, machismoism um, mm-hmm. that from coming back from their home countries that, okay, yeah, the women are, you know, pretty much barefoot pregnant, 
in the kitchen. That's about it, which that definitely is not the case anymore. You know, we have to be able to recognize that, that, you know, they've come up, you know, a long way being able to vote, having their own jobs, taking care of their own families, a lot of single um, uh, mothers out there um, doing their own thing, like you mentioned before. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, as far as them turning into that, their maternal instincts, if they have a strong man there that be able to provide, you know, all the things that, that are there for the women, there should not be much of an issue. But at the same time, not to go beyond that that line where it goes from confidence to machismoism. You know, exactly. That they got all that and have that swag. You know, I like the part where you mentioned about that class, not swag. There's a big difference between the two. And if you're able to understand, uh, listen, understand, and appreciate what the women bring to the table, you're better off and, you know, the quicker you could get that connection. Oh, absolutely. And I think I, think I couldn't agree more. It's definitely about making an authentic connection, just not hooking up and, I wanted to ask something about the value system. I'm so glad that you brought up how it's not all about just, you know, being barefoot and pregnant. I mean, that's like the battle cry of this generation of women. And um, it's important to understand, I brought this up, and I, I'm so glad you, you brought it up as well, the value system. I always ask men, you know, they're so used to seeing the woman that settles down as their grandmother and their mom. They don't understand when a woman settles down. She's not going to turn into those two people. She's not going to act like your mom, and she's not going to act like your grandmother. And the other side of it is, yes, you say you want a family. Yes, you say you want children. What is your family value system? What is your role? Are you going to be a hands-on father or do you just see the title being the only thing that you want? This woman has a career. She may want to go back to work after she has the baby. What is going to be your role? Are you going to split it? How are you going to split it? That's very important because you'll bump heads if both of you have careers and both of you are going to be saying, um, I want to go back to work. There needs to be, I guess, a place where you meet in the middle and discuss that. There needs to be, there needs to be a, def- a big talk about that. And I find that to be the real issue for a lot of women. And a lot of men don't even think about it because they're not the one that's going to have the baby. They already have in their minds, well, I already pictured how I want my family to be. But they didn't discuss it with their partner. So I say uh-huh. that just discuss it. You never know. Maybe, you know, he may have a flexible career where he could be home certain hours. And, you know, today a lot of women are creating online businesses. A lot of professionals are having more flexibility right. They can work from home, but I think that's a huge discussion to have. What is your family value system? How do you see the structure of your family? So I want Latino professionals, single professionals, to think about that. Absolutely. And just uh, just to, <laughs> to quote one of the people in the chat room, Jaime Maestro says, Machismo is the HIV of the heart, as his poem is entitled. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a quote. That's a quote right there. Machismo is yep. the HIV of the heart. Wow. As well as knowing when and how to compromise. Exactly. And you know, I think about using the word collaborate because you're working together. And I think if you discuss it, you don't have to compromise. That word always, you know, I've heard it my entire life when people refer to marriage. They say, oh, but you have to compromise. And I say, why can't we we just collaborate? Why can't we discuss, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what we're going to do now and how we're going to support each other in achieving certain goals? You know, that way we we don't feel left out. No one feels left out when you say collaborate. Even if one person's, I guess, career goal or particular life goal is 
front and center for now, but what is your supporting role in that and how are you collaborating or contributing? Yeah. And, and, and what's going to happen if one of you can't perform that duty for some reason, health-related or whatever, is the other person going to be strong enough to carry both? Exactly. Absolutely. You definitely have to, you know, have people who are strong enough in their own right in order to, you know, carry on what, what needs to be done, you know, especially have a family. Couldn't agree so, more. Definitely. Collaboration is a much better word, they say. <laughs> 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 you know, the chat room is crazy. I wish I could transcribe this chat room. I wish I could find a way to just copy everything that's said in here because it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We have the we have like the best audience, I swear to God. <laughs> Say again? I couldn't hear you breaking up. Oh uh, I just had one other question and it's something that I've been thinking about myself as I go around. Uh uh I guess one mentoring younger men. You know, especially uh, college, college uh, age brothers and stuff like that. As far as how to be a real man, and that's why I appreciate um, listening in on, on this conversation here. Um, but also with the women uh, dealing with uh, the what is it, the magic mic or the what do you call it, uh, the <laughs> Mister Gray? <laughs> you know, can, can you talk to that? Oh my goodness, I can. Um... You know, I have many views on Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, mm-hmm. I have not read the book. I'm going to say that. I have not read the book because, for me, for some reason, I just wasn't interested in picking up. Um, everyone out of <laughs> everyone who has read it has went out of their way to tell me the whole book. So, yeah, I'm um, almost finished with the third one now. <laughs> okay. So that that's my perspective at the moment. Maybe I will pick it up after this conversation. You never know. But at the, I haven't. I will admit that. Um, but what I will say from what everyone's saying is that a lot of women, I'm going to say non-Latina women that I know that have read the book, because the majority that I know, I know some Latinas that have read it, but they haven't discussed it with me right now. But there are other women that have discussed it with me who are not Latina. It is about letting go. For them, it's like, you know, I'm not looking into being hurt physically or anything, but the whole thing is the idea of letting go of control because they control so much in their life. That when they're in the bedroom, they want to let go of control, and that uh-huh. is what that is about for many women who are interested in that book. And some people want to spice up the, their love life and their marriage. It gave them a lot of ideas for role playing. Those are the two types sure. of things I'm hearing with that. Magic Mike, uh-huh. from what I'm hearing from women, is the expression of girls' night out and a lot of bachelorette party themes, and just. Um, it's kind of like they're getting even <laughs> on the fun side of, like, enjoying the physical body of a man. Um, but I don't see so many women attached to that ideal. Um, right. They went to the movie. They had a good time. They had a good laugh. The guys were hot, and that's it. Um, a mm. lot of women don't believe in that idea of a partner. If he looks good, great, and, and that time of that perfect William Levy look, um, a lot of women mm-hmm. think is hot. But those women are not trying to find a man that looks exactly like that. Women, the group of women that I'm friends with, the one thing I find that's a common denominator, they do not lead with looks. They are all about Mm -hmm. what do you have in common with this guy? Do you have the same values? They're They're not saying, oh, he doesn't have these shoes, and I don't like his haircut, and he doesn't have flat abs. None of them are saying that. 
No, these women are not focused on that. On the same mental level. Exactly, they're mature. They're wise. These are a group of wise women that are not looking for that. I mean, they're looking for a guy that takes care of himself. We all want the guy to be alive when we marry him. So, you know, you want someone healthy. <laughs> exactly. You know, these are very vibrant women. You know, they, they do their best to take care of themselves. So they want a healthy partner to enjoy their lives together. But these women want value. I'm so sorry. We're down to three minutes. I want to thank the caller for calling in. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. it. For your question. Thank you. Anytime, man. Um, yeah, so we're, we're down to the last three minutes, and I want to make sure that you have an ample opportunity to talk about your next couple of class offerings. So if you want to go ahead and give us that information. Oh, wonderful. It has, been, it, has, it has been asked in the chat room. People are interested. Oh, that's great. Well, the class is called Gain Freedom from the Friend Zone. Um, it's going to be held in New York City right now on the Lower East Side. It's at University Settlement at Houston Street. Um, the link for it is Gain freedom from the friend zone dot eventbrite dot com. So I, I, I can put it in the chat room. I awesome. put the link in the chat room already. Yes, and it's definitely an investment in yourself. When you you invest in yourself, that's going to go with you forever. When you spend your money on liquid courage, you just you lose it in a couple of hours. <laughs> so just think about it like that. <laughs> but I really am a firm believer in um, you know continuing this project. Um, there was a gentleman, or a few gentlemen, that came to, they, to just support me, um, but they were amazed that they actually learned a lot. They couldn't believe it. And that's wonderful because they actually were really in tune to being open to learning something new. And there are men that came with the agenda to completely learn, and they did. And I really believe you will get something back from this, and I really want you to share it with people that you care about that feel that they're, you know, dealing with the same, you know, bumps in love. It's okay. And I think that it's all about, you know, manning up to saying, you know what, this is what I want, this is how I'm going to get what I want. So I really think that I encourage you to take the step forward to invest in yourself. Absolutely. And one of our one of our listeners actually said that the, the price was a little steep, but I would have to say that, you know, just being a professional and knowing that sometimes I need mentorship and sometimes I need to build my own skill set, um, you know, the things that you invest in have to add some substance to your life, and I think this is something that would, you know, $65 is a very small price to pay for you connecting with somebody who could actually change the whole course of your life. So, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Thank you, George. So, uh, you know, Gain Freedom from the Friend Zone is the next class. Um, you can get more information uh, about uh, Wonder Woman LLC and the Love Style Coach by going to Wonder Woman. LLC, and that's W-O-N-D-E-R-W-O-M-Y-N-L-L-C.com. And on Twitter, with the same name, right? That's my name on Twitter, at Wonder Woman LLC. Um, they can email me at info at wonderwoman.com if they're interested in any private coaching. They can inquire about that, and I can send them the package that I have available, the program that I have available. Um, I would definitely, like I said, invite you to the workshop to see what I'm about um, and see how you feel we can work together to get you to have your best love life. Well, thank you so much. Mi gente, se nos acabó el tiempo. Aquí vamos con el capi. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being part of this Thank show. you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Capi! Ah!